0: Hey everyone, it's uh, Aaron Morrow here, local realtor in the greater Seattle area. Again, uh, with my YouTube channel here, living in the greater Seattle area, Aaron Morrow. I'm actually here doing our first uh, live on YouTube, streaming to multiple platforms, including on uh, TikTok, Instagram. We're also on uh, Facebook and LinkedIn right now, just because I like to be on all social media. And we have, I have two guests that are going to be coming on, and it's my team members, Christy Lucas and Eric Olson. Today, we're just going to be talking about what's going on in the real estate market and kind of just what goes on cyclical around the holidays and answering anyone's questions that might be coming on if we get anyone that comes in during our live stream right now. Um, I'm not expecting too many people since this is our first one, but we'll also be throwing this as a podcast and you can Go. I'll tell you where to go find that after I distribute it onto the platform. But without further ado, I'm going to flip it over so I can invite my guests in. And uh, first and foremost, I have Christy Lucas to the stage, <laughs> and I have Eric Olson right here, too. Again, both excellent team members are mine. And uh, Christy, Eric, want you both to tell me a little bit about yourselves and you know, how awesome our team is.
1: Oh man. Okay. Well, I mean, we're, we're the best. (laughs) I don't know. I just think we're a lot of fun. We like working with each other and uh, we all like helping people. So.
0: Yeah, exactly. And (laughs) Hey, anyone on uh, Instagram, by the way, Instagram is the only platform that I cannot get to multi-stream where you guys can see Christy and Eric on this on my multi-stream platform. TikTok is lucky that I found a way around this. So if you're on Instagram, quick <laughs> reminder, I have a, um, call to action at the top. You should be able to find a way to go to YouTube where you can actually find my live, or if you're following me on any other platform, including Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, go watch the live right now. All right, guys. Oh, one more quick reminder again. We are all realtors here in the greater Seattle area. Our team has been doing this for quite a long time. We work with both buyers and sellers in King Pierce and Snohomish counties. We absolutely love working with people here in the greater Seattle area. And we get calls, texts and emails from people every day from people just like you looking to make their move to the greater Seattle area. And we absolutely love it. So whether you're looking to make your next home purchase or home sale in the next nine days, nine months, give us a call, us a text, send us an email, or my personal favorite is scheduling a zoom link with yours truly, which you can find in the description below. As long as you're on YouTube, if you're on my other platforms, Head on over to my link in bio and you should be able to find all that contact info. And I'm going to be redistributing this to Eric and Christy. So if you want to find their contact info, you should be able to find theirs as well. So back, we got the housekeeping items out of the way today. Again, folks, we are here to just talk about what's going on, how, you know, just the market tends to slow down during the holidays uh, but you know how there's just some serious buyer activity out there around the holiday season. We get some good, serious buyers around the holiday season that are looking for the serious holiday bit, uh, deals out there. So we find on the flip side, sometimes it it can be the best time to sell. But also, I've had a lot of buyers get the best deals on houses like right before Christmas. Every year I get someone into a house like right before Christmas and I would say it's the best deal they get all year. So I don't know if you guys can attest to that. That might just be anecdotal, but uh you know, I've been doing this for 10 years and that seems to be every year cyclical. That's what I've been experiencing and including one of my video testimonials on YouTube. It's from a family that got into a house right before Christmas and that happened to them where they got their house for thousands under list price. And again, it was all due to being a serious shopper around the holiday season, but Christy Eric, what do you think?
2: Yeah, Aaron. Uh, and for everybody, um, my name is Eric Olson. I have the pleasure of working with Christy and Aaron, and I totally agree with Aaron. I think um, they between a couple different things right now, rates coming down a little bit. And then as we go into the holidays, a lot of people are traveling, focusing on spending time with the family. And so it does kind of narrow that pool of buyers to the people that are just really serious about looking and between rates coming down a little bit and a lot of homes sitting on the market now for a month, I think you have an opportunity to get some really good deals this time of year.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And uh, Eric, you've been uh, doing this for a couple of years now on our team.
2: Um, yes, uh, February will be the end of my third year. So I'm about to enter my fourth year in the business.
0: Yeah, definitely. And our, our team actually just, we've been in uh, two different offices for our team for ever since, you know, I've been on the team and we've actually just kind of gone all in in uh, Bellevue. But we still, again, like I said, we primarily um at least our team focuses on King Pierce and Snohomish County. Mm-hmm. Um we've had between the three of us at least on this podcast right now. I mean what what's your furthest sale guys? <laughs> I've had I've I've been in afrida, you know, in right. Eastern Washington. Um
2: I've been oh, right yeah. down to the border
0: in Oregon. I've had weird sales. So okay. um, furthest sale, Yeah.
2: Custer, Washington. Customers. Almost to Canada, north of Bellingham, yeah. about a two and a half hour drive from here.
0: Yeah, that's a, definitely. That's big one. So, I mean, you know, part of this business is you go where the business takes you and you most of your focus is working with local people around your office or within your commute. You know, your primary focus is who you can get to within an hour. Right. But a lot of this time or a lot of the times when we get all these past clients that we build up over the years that we work with, a lot of them end up being like, Oh, well we end up, you know, we want to sell and we want to move two hours away, you know, or somewhere. And you're like, Oh man, well, you know, I really like you, Joe ah, uh, should I should, you know, you're stuck in that situation as a, as, as an agent, is it better to uh refer them to a local realtor in that service area to work with and partner with, or uh is it better to, you know, service them, you know? So I think, I think it all depends on uh the, I think it's a case by case basis. You know, there's been some clients where like, for example, like my clients that have wanted to take me up to Whidbey Island, that was a little bit too far, so I've had to, you know, partner with rolters up there. But, um, like you mentioned, Bellingham, that would be a little bit too far for me. But, um, you know, Marysville, I've done easily, you know. So,
2: um, it's definitely yeah, so- like this like the timeline is a huge yeah. factor. Like if yeah. your buyer is like, "Hey, I need to have something under contract in the next 2 weeks." Well, mm-hmm. then hey, we can make one or two trips up there, look at as many houses as possible and then make some offers on them. But on the flip side, if they if you know, if they have a couple of months and they're open to looking at different properties here and there, they want to look at one property today, one property the following week then that might be a situation where you want to get them in touch with a a local realtor. But if they really need to get something under contract within the next week or so, and they're willing to go look at a bunch of properties in one day and you have already that relationship with them, then it it probably makes sense to go do that with them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would, I totally agree with that. Um, Christy, what do you, um, what have you experienced uh, cause you, you've been doing this for as long as I have. So yeah. what's, what's your take on just kind of the holiday season and like, w- especially right now, cause we, yeah. we've kind of been, uh, going through this heading out of now. I mean, COVID's still around, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as we're not in lockdowns anymore. Uh, and, you know, things aren't as tight or anything like that. It's a completely different ball game now with, you know, everything op- is opened up. Open houses yeah. are good. Um, but with the high interest rates, what is going on in this winter market that might be different cyclically than the previous holiday seasons that we've been acc- accustomed to? Because I've heard a lot of talks that this is similar to 2019,
1: you know. Um,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, I could, I mean, I can see that in some ways. I think this market market is even more advantageous for buyers than 2019 was. I'd um, agree with
0: you. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, now you can in, in quite a few price brackets, you can get inspections, you can negotiate pricing, um, you know, uh, buyers points or seller paydowns towards your interest rates, things that we weren't seeing in 2019 at all. Like there was more options for buyers in 2019, but you weren't getting under list price. You were still competing. Um, and I'm not seeing that very much right now, although I think that will change in the second week of January, <laughs> to be honest.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. I'd agree with you.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um yeah, definitely, guys. Like you said,
1: some of the best deals of the year. If this is like if this is something you've been thinking about and you can, like this that's a very good reason to look now. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I work in Auburn and in in South King County and Right around where I live, like the most competitive houses are generally in the four hundred to a little bit over five hundred thousand. And even right now, in the last month, those homes that generally would be going the quick very very quickly are still sitting for thirty days. And you can come in even in the most competitive price point, and uh, sometimes get seller paid closing costs and other and other goodies as well.
0: Yeah. Now, now maybe, um, Eric for, uh, cause a lot of the times people that come to my YouTube channel or that I teach on my social media, um, especially on the buyer side, our first time home buyers that might not just understand some of the lingo when it comes to just, you know, terminology. So maybe talk about what like those incentives might look like, like maybe talk about, uh, what, just go more in depth of what you mean by incentives,
2: yeah. so um you so depending upon how much your down payment is, and you can talk with a lender about this, but if you're doing a three percent down payment, um, you can you can ask for up to three percent in seller paid closing costs. And that can go towards helping cover a handful of different items. But ultimately, it reduces the amount of money that you have to bring to the table at closing. And so for buyers that maybe have good income, have a good credit score, but their savings isn't quite there. Mm -hmm. That's a really strong opportunity to go make that offer and have a seller help you um, pay for some of those closing costs. I know when I bought a home a couple of years ago, that's what my wife and I did and ultimately that's what allowed us to move into our home is that we were able to get some help with closing costs and to help us meet that cash requirement to close on the home.
0: Yeah, no that that's um that's a great um that's some great feedback. Uh have any of you done a recent new construction transaction? I think uh it's been it's been a couple months since I've done a new construction deal. I think the last one that I did Um, was a couple months ago and uh, the incentive we were doing on that one was there was a closing costs involved on that one, but they were also doing a rate buy down as well, Um. which was very helpful. In that situation, kind of doing that combination that was helping the buyer get some of their upfront costs taken care of, but then also having uh, the interest rates be taken care of as well. Because, you know, Mm -hmm. the interest rates are kind of floating in the sevens-ish right now. And I know they're kind of, in general, coming down, at least is what I've been following recently from our lenders. I am always careful to talk about interest rates, especially when I'm being recorded, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, since I'm not a lender, you know, uh, but, uh, have any of you had any sort of, um, experience this year or recently with any sort of transactions with rate buy downs or any sort of uh, buyers?
2: Um, yeah, Some feedback I back there. Yeah. The so right now, um, especially if you have money to do your closing costs, but your main concern is your monthly payment. Then I think the two one buy down makes a lot of sense. I've helped a couple of buyers do that. And so now instead of having um, some seller contribution go towards your closing costs, you could have that seller contribution go towards buying down your interest rate. And there's several different buy down programs there's like one year, two year, three year. Um, yeah, but I've one, that,
0: yeah, I've seen those ones. Yeah.
2: yeah, but I think the one that I've used um, a couple times with buyers is the 2-1 buy down. So in your first year, um, so let's say right now we're at roughly 7%. So in your first year, you would be making a payment as if it was a 5% rate, so two down. And then in your second year, you would be making a payment as if it was a 6% interest rate. And then at the end of the second year, you would go back to your um, original full payment. And then one of the cool things is um, a lot of lenders, you can actually use that money. So the seller's money is put into an account and they draw from it each month to make up the difference of your payment. Mm -hmm. And if within the next two years rates do come down significantly then you can use the money left in that account to help you um, with refinancing your home, which makes it good point a really great option for <clears throat> buyers, including like my sister and brother-in-law. That's what they decided to do, and instead of paying you know upwards of thirty five hundred dollars a month, they were able to pay twenty four hundred dollars a month for their first year in their home that they bought for 580,000. Um, so that made a huge difference for them.
0: Yeah, I know that that's a great point. Um, yeah. I'd say the one, two buy down is probably the most popular that, that I've seen. Um, you know, they're yielding a higher return temporarily than just a permanent buy down. Um, assuming that the strategy is the knowing Inevitably, that rates will go down somewhat by some amount, you know. Um, you know, I mean, no one ever has a crystal ball, you know. So, I think just it's you know, one thing that I'm always just careful with with my home buyers is just always making sure that they understand that no matter what strategy they're using that whatever house they're buying, they're comfortable with whatever the payment is without any sort of assistance that's involved or any sort of enhancement indefinitely. Like that's what the payment was going to be. You guys need to be cool with that for it, for the life of owning that house, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And we need to like go into, because I know when how uh, the strategy with just how crazy, um, how how good of an investment when you could go, you know, pre uh, pre COVID, um, pre you know pre pandemic, uh, you know the thirty year average just for the greater Seattle area on the return of increase on um, equity or mm-hmm. ha- home price prices year over year what what was it around like 4 or 5% or was it 7 i don't i don't remember the percentage it was in the single digits but it was still something that was respectable right but even like taking four. yeah taking that number even into consideration when you can almost guarantee that you get a return on your investment like that um i had plenty of buyers through the last you know 7 years where they were able to when we looked back at it the first thing when we sat down, you know, initially they are excited where they want to buy the house, the dream house. And the only, th- you know, then they look into their finances with the lender and they cannot buy the dream house yet. You know, yeah. it's just not in the cards. So then they're left with two options. Do we continue to rent or mm-hmm. do we actually talk about what's a more realistic scenario what can we buy? Right. Cause you're going to be in this situation either way, where are you going to continue to rent and be stuck in the same situation five years down the road? If you're not going to change your, your work situation long-term. Right. Um, so what they did is, uh, we found, you know, we looked at getting them into a condo with looking at, uh, uh, again no crystal balls here right but looking at what yeah. the uh return on investment would look like based on uh prior history of how the numbers were looking for that city looking at uh how it has appreciated year over year on the trend for um you know obviously we didn't factor in anything pre 2008 you know after that hard reset with the market crash uh but they were able to get into a condo, you know a small I think it was a one bedroom one bath, you know but then they were able to turn turn around and two years later sell it, buy a slightly bigger condo, you know, hmm. take the proceeds from that, and then two years later sell that condo and finally get into the house you know so this was like a six year journey to get into the house all the while not changing, The job scenario, getting slightly incremental, maybe pay increases, but not significant life changing pay increases. You know what I mean? So had they have just kept renting for those six years and not changed their job situation, they would have never gotten to where they could have been right. gotten yeah. into that house. So those are things that I just think of that type of example of that story, that client that I worked with through those multiple tra- I mean, cause that was like six transactions that we've worked through together, right? Cause I helped them buy, sell, buy, sell, buy, sell to get them to that point that, I mean, that was amazing to get them into that, that, And that's where that hits home. So I'm always able to take that story and talk to home buyers about what that looks like. Because on the flip side, and I don't know if I'm rambling, I do this a lot. (laughs) Um, uh, But on the flip side, I've talked to a recent client of mine that is still kind of looking and but they finally pulled the trigger and said, okay, we need to buy a house soon relatively soon in the next couple months they're like hoping to pull the trigger in the next six months or so but this is a client that i've been talking to for over like the last three years or so and they said they've been saving thousands of dollars over the last five years and they mentioned i think not one of their biggest regrets but i think i think one thing that they're thinking is had had we have bought on a lower monthly payment, you know, like if we didn't try to save up as much and bought when things cost less back then, we would have been in to a home by now versus trying to save up for that higher down payment now when things are pricier. And then the the thing is, you know, they always say the best time to have bought was back then. You know, (laughs) And well, the next best thing is to just buy when you can no. now, you know, yeah. and the worst time to buy is waiting, you know, and just keep not buying. But this, I mean, there's always a caveat to that because you always have to look into your personal finances, sit yeah. down, not only with a lender that you can know, like, and trust a realtor that you can know, like, and trust, but also um, your financial advisor that knows your finances but then you've got to have a team behind you that can holistically look at your finances and get you there. So like if you home ownership is the goal, which I think it should be for everyone based on what's going on with uh the scary numbers on what's going on long term with all of these institutions buying up all of the single family houses right now. I'm I think mm. I'm derailing this conversation now. This <laughs> is like, turned into a completely different thing. But like with what's going on with um is it Blackstone or Right? Black. Yeah. Anyways, mm-hmm. one of the mini con I think the statistic and I always throw these out there because it's like lives are like, oh well, you didn't throw the right statistic in there. But it's like, well, legally I said I think. So <laughs> anyways, I think the statistic was like something I read in an article where it's like in the next couple of years, about they said about forty percent of the single family houses will be owned by private institutions Whoa. and will be rental housing and That's there's not good. big and there's not only that but there are large pockets of the united states right now that the new construction is being built for rent now not being built to own
1: so mm. like there's
0: these areas that like these whole master plan communities in the united states now that you can go to And you'd be like, oh, that looks like a really pretty house. I'd love to, sure would love to buy it. And they'd be like, well, you can't buy it but you sure could rent it from us you know, for more money than it would cost for the mortgage right now, even with these crazy high interest rates. So like, that's what's going on right now. So like, I think that the American dream now, more than ever that American dream of homeownership is under attack more than ever. And I think Sure. Getting people into home ownership and finding ways of making it affordable, and especially for like you know Seattle being one of like the, again I think one of the four I think it's like the fourth most expensive cities in the the U.S. Um, I New York L.A. They're they're more expensive than us, but we're one we're up there we're in the top ten. Yeah. So like we're we're a <laughs> expensive area. Um, uh, so being in an expensive area, figuring out how to help people get into homeownership and making it affordable, it you know helping people get into homeownership is 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 definitely the goal. And our team does that. We we're specialists at helping first-time homeowners We yeah. over the year, but I think it's just it's been also one of those things where like watching it happen, we're like. You know, when we first started or not first started but like 10 years ago, we were helping people where it was easy easy to be able to help someone get into any type of house, you know. And now you, we're really helping someone come up with a strategy of this is what needs to be done for you to get into home ownership. And a lot of people I talk to, it is not Unfortunately, it's not a quick road. It's it's Mm. a strategic. Okay, I'm glad you came to me now, but I like how do you get people excited about something that they can't have instantly right now? Like that's the that's the unfortunate thing that we're we're dealing with in in our society is getting them excited for home ownership in the long term goal in the discipline of how to get what needs to be done to get them to to be able to get into home ownership.
1: And I can okay. tell you one
0: thing. It's not, it's not the, it's not the, you have to not get that Starbucks coffee. It's not that, you know what I mean? Like there's, Great. that's not going to be the thing that gets you into a home quarter. you know? So let's, so if you're, if you're serious about wanting to get into home ownership, reach out to us so we can actually come up with a strategy. Cause what I always tell people is there's nothing that's truly bad. That's going to happen. If we have you reach out to one of our trusted lenders, nothing bad is going to happen. Like to you, like it's not going to tank your credit. Like, like when you reach out to a lender and they're going to talk to you first, we're going to have a conversation. We're going to figure out holistically what's going on with your finances. And how we can help you get to where you need to be in homeownership. And yeah. the lender can talk to you about what happens with the credit pool. It's a, you know, worst case scenario. It's always just a slight ding on your credit. It's nothing crazy. It easily bounces back, but it's so worth it in comparison to getting a baseline on where you need to be to establishing where you need to go into homeownership because if you've never looked into it before and you want to become a homeowner, like, when are you ever going to start? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you got to look into it. Right. So worst case scenario that uh, the answer you always will ever get is not right now, Yeah, you know, but, so but with us, it's how you'll get not right now, but this is how we can get you there. Not, uh, not right now. See you later. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's, that's the biggest thing is we do care and we want to help you get into home ownership. So I think, I think that's the thing that a lot of people are looking for is that human touch. And will I be taken care of? Is someone going to listen to me? Will they truly help me through this process and not just cast me aside. If this isn't going to work out for me or can someone think outside the box? You know, I might be a small business, you know, cause there's a lot of loans out there that maybe small business owners are like, I'm a newer small business, you know? Yes. There's lenders we work with that know how to structure for small business loans, even if you're newer. So like reach out to us too. If you have a small business, like we will help you in stick with you through a roadmap. As long as you, you know, you're committed to sticking it with us. We're committed to sticking it with you know, sticking in with you. Um,
2: And if you're somebody that is really serious about buying a home and you're actually thinking about it, then getting those numbers and talking with a lender gives you something to actually think about. I mean, until you really know like what you can afford, you're not really thinking about, does this make sense for me? But once you talk with the lender and you really know um, what could work for you, that gives you something to actually think about. And Aaron, I love that story that you told about your clients, you know, they were looking at this dream home and you were able to kind of help them look at the expectations of what an entry level home looks like, and then working their way up to their dream home. It's kind of like when first time buyers, you know, they look at you and they're like, man, how are people affording these million, $2 million homes? Well, that's not their first house. You know, they're affording half of that on a mortgage payment. And they rolled equity from their last home to cover the other half.
0: Most of them. Yeah, most yeah. of them. Like you got to right. understand, most of these people did not get there overnight. And in yeah. most of them, that was not their first home. They were doing upgrades. We call them in the industry, their move up buyers. They have upgraded over time sequentially. You know, the average home buyer, thank you, Eric, the average home buyer I think nationally owns a home for seven years, but like it's been going down year over year. Like I just shared with you a story of someone that owned a house for two years on average. Now, again, what I think what now that I remember with, you know, where I went off on a tangent there was I was trying to say that in this current market, I do tell my buyers to be careful though, to when they buy that starter home, we are running the numbers to be careful though, that they're, they can, live with it for at least a decade. Like we need to like, make sure that you are buying a home that you're comfortable with, that it's going to be a good investment, a solid investment that you're comfortable with the as is payments for 10 years. Like we need to be looking at all of that to be super safe with just how everything is. You know what I mean? In that way, cause I like to be super conservative with the numbers for my clients to make sure that they are protected on everything. And that way everything is under-promised, over-delivered, you know? So,
2: but and we, we yeah, briefly touched on the two, one buy downs and yeah. just to clarify on that as well, you do have to qualify on today's interest rate. Even though when you use a two, one buy down your first year, you are paying a much lower interest rate. You still have to qualify based upon today's interest rate.
0: Yep. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah, and then one more thing uh to mention based off of that, which we might put a pin in this just cuz we have gone over our 30 minutes and we can talk about this in a whole another session because I think <laughs> this is giving me a good idea where the next time we uh we all meet, we should just talk about affordability options that we're finding in our area to help first-time home buyers, but uh one thing that we can circle back to in more detail is One thing that we're doing, especially with higher, uh, um, higher interest rates is we can find listings or properties that sellers have currently listed where they, the seller currently has a mortgage that might be assumable. Meaning there's a very large chunk on their mortgage that they could actually pass off to the buyer, you as the buyer, where the interest rates a lot lower you know, like maybe this seller bought during the pandemic when it was in the twos or threes, you know, 3% range. So in, you know, you can finagle the numbers where, uh, it's, you know, so we can talk more in detail and we can maybe even bring one of my lender buddies on to talk more about that. But, um, yeah, this was great guys. Again, we're over our 30 minutes here. Um, I don't think we got any questions on this live. I wasn't expecting any, but Again, I'm so glad to have you guys on our first episode of this podcast. Thanks for joining us. Um, Again, Aaron Morrow, Christy Lucas, Eric Olson, Integrity Home Selling Team out of Keller Williams, Bellevue, from Aaron Morrow, Greater Seattle Realtor YouTube channel. I co this channel and my other YouTube channel, which is the Living in the Greater Seattle Area, Aaron Morrow Realtor YouTube channel. That's more relocation-based focused, uh, but cross-pollinate on um, from that YouTube channel as well. Thanks for coming to this live, everyone, uh, whether whatever platform you found it on and, i uh, hope to see you guys on the next one. Going to be trying to do one of these every Friday around between 11 and noonish. I am very <laughs> uncommittal on the time right now, just because of, uh, I think you just, just made make- up a word. Yeah. <laughs> very uncommittal. Yeah. What? yeah. I'm exactly. very uncommittal yeah yeah, it's awesome okay
2: good Aaron thanks awesome again for
0: yeah of course thanks guys well enjoy your day Uh, thanks guys again one more reminder if any of you are looking to buy or sell in the greater Seattle area King, Pierce, Snohomish County reach out to us give us a call shoot us a text send us an email or schedule a zoom call in the uh, description on YouTube. Thank you so much. Have a great day. And until next time, I hope to be showing you around town. Have a great day, guys.